Hello and welcome to Mash Mouth, a podcast covering every single episode of the hit 1970s sitcom, Mash. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Ethan. Ethan, welcome to the season finale of Mash and Mash Mouth. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. I'm so happy we're, uh, we're here. We're, we've made it through another season. And this is our 50th episode because of our two bonus episodes. We have 50 Woo! episodes of a whole podcast. That's, That's insane. So fun. I did not think we would make it this far. Like a year ago, it was such a struggle to like produce this show and like I had no idea what it was what I was doing with editing. <laughs> and now I'm like, well, I can kind of make a show now, and that's pretty neat. Yes, and thank you to all of our listeners who have stuck with us for 50 episodes of just us rambling about our favorite TV show. So thank you so yes. much. Thank you so much for for enjoying this show with us. <laughs> So, Ethan, I have to ask you, what are your top five favorite episodes of this season? Okay, this is not in any particular order. And I have to say, anyone listening who like goes back to these episodes and is like, you didn't really actually like that one that much. I'll be honest, these are just the ones that like immediately stick out of my mind as like good episodes. <laughs> I have not like curated the like AFI top 100 movies of all time here. I'm just trying <laughs> to name the ones that I, I remember liking. So in no particular order, I have The Sniper, Dr. Pierce and Mr. Hyde, Deal Me Out, Crisis, and Carry On Hawkeye. Are you going to ask me what mine are? <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. I'm sorry. I'm very tired. <laughs> Vanessa, what are your top five episodes? Okay, so first of all, I have to say yours are like yours are good, but we have a variation. I feel Ooh. like last season we didn't have a lot of variation in our top five, but we do. So my favorite, in no necessarily particular order, were Hot Lips and Empty Arms, Kim, Divided We Stand, For the Good of the Outfit, and Deal Me Out. Those Ooh, I think is... I remember all being top five for me, or five out of five for me yeah for the good of the outfit now i remember is such like a political episode right mm -hmm. uh, like with a lot of commentary i can see why that's on your your top five that probably should be on mine realistically we could do like a top 10 or top 15 like this is a really good season uh immediately what comes to mind the only episodes that i straight up like didn't like were dear dad three and uh henry and love those are like the only two where i'm like that those would not be on the list even uh like for want of a boot i was thinking about putting on the list for a minute mm -hmm. uh but that that episode's so like wacky uh but that episode <laughs> for me is no longer an episode of mash it's just an episode that i remember like working on as a podcast episode because our conversation was so insane and honestly, uh, <laughs> I might put up an extended cut of the For Want of a Boot episode because there is some wild stuff in there. Patreon bonus content, if you will. Yeah, I think that this season, even though even the episodes that we didn't necessarily rate five out of five, I think that they are still really strong mash episodes like they those are the episodes that you would maybe at least for me maybe i'm just speaking out of my ass for myself but those are the episodes that you would like go to of be like oh this is what mash is mm. you know what i mean so i do think that this season had a lot of really good ones yeah last season it was not this big list of like oh every episode's like great and really kind of defines the show really well uh, so that really speaks to how good this season is, that we have such a wildly different top five. 
and I'm like, oh, your top five is really good. I wish that was my top five. Like, whatever. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But honestly, a lot of your top five, too, I would switch out on any like given day that I am feeling a different episode. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like maybe maybe divided we stand i would switch out for carry on hawkeye or something like that mm-hmm. you know what i mean so yeah i think that that's a testament to how good this season truly was but let's get into the final episode of this season called a smattering of intelligence when two intelligence officers show up at the camp trying to get dirt on the other hawkeye and trapper of course have to do some meddling and make their jobs even harder so ethan what did you think about this episode okay so this episode <laughs> I have a kind of complicated thought on because I just thought <laughs> I thought I found it confusing. I'll be real. This episode was confusing. I didn't know who these people were, if they were like legit or if they were like also scamming each other. Colonel Flag kept switching his like affiliation, and I understand that, like that's <laughs> the joke. I'm like, okay, but who does he actually work for? Is he like an actual agent or is he just kind of like loopy in the head from like the helicopter crash? (laughs) This other guy like also like counterintelligence? I don't know. I didn't sleep well last night and I was like awake really early to watch this. And I was not like, I did not sign up to watch Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy at like 8.15 in the morning. I will be honest. (laughs) What do you think of this one? You know, I felt the same. I think that maybe I was kind of just more on board for this episode than you were because I'm familiar with Colonel Flagg. We did talk about him in a previous episode and we'll get into that. But yeah, no, I agree with you. This episode was just like confusing and just so weird it just like kept going it just like barreled through i don't know like there was no pause in this episode whatsoever i felt there was no like b plot there was nothing that was not this if you you know what i mean i don't know something about this episode was just like there was no pause it just like ran through i don't know it was so strange this was like i haven't seen this show it's it's before my time and before uh my classic sitcom watching but this is what i imagine the mel brooks show get smart is like every episode (laughs) uh where it's just like yeah there's spy things going on but the joke is that it makes no sense uh (laughs) like this is like peak 70s humor to me of like we're gonna get some serious (laughs) men to do serious things and it just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was definitely, um, I don't know. Yeah, like you said, like I said, it was just confusing. So, I mean, I, d- let's get into as much as we can about this episode, I guess. I don't know. It was so hard to take notes on this episode. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute, what's happening? I didn't take any notes on this one. I was just trying to follow the plot. <laughs> I'll, be, <laughs> I'll be honest. Okay, so it starts right off the bat. Hawkeye and Margaret are taking care of this soldier who broke his arm. And he is introduced as Colonel Flagg, which I've said before, Colonel Flagg is the most polarizing character in all of MASH, I would say personally, because people hate him in the MASH fandom. Every time he shows up, people don't like if you go on the subreddit for MASH, people hate Colonel Flagg and his episodes. And I'm like, wow, that's crazy. And then there's some people who think he's like hysterical. I personally love Colonel Flagg, but I think that that's a really like hot take. 
Wait, okay. I actually, we need to have like a genuine conversation about this right now. <laughs> is it every Colonel Flag episode, whenever he shows up, is it just this? Is it like a weird, like plotty espionage th- thriller? Basically, yeah. So Colonel Flag is um the CIA agent. And that's discussed later on in the episode. But every episode that he shows up, you know that there's gonna be like buffoonery happening because <laughs> always trying to like get intelligence or basically like dirt on somebody in the camp some happenings going on in the camp like it's basically this but a li- i would say a little bit more coherent in seasons like to come when he's okay. in it but definitely still like very much like this of just like what the hell is he doing what is he you trying know, to do if this is a recurring thing i can see why people in like the mash subreddit and the existing mash fandom as it is today dislike these episodes because this one and i can't speak for the the future episodes but this felt like a crossover episode for another show that doesn't exist you know what that's so funny that is so so true (laughs) like this guy comes in and he's like fully formed like he's doing his own thing and the mash characters are just there to just kind of like observe him doing it. They they don't really partake in the plot. They're just like, this guy's weird and he's barreling through our show, like our normal show about like army doctors. And he's here doing like a get smart Leslie Nielsen routine. And I'm just like, <laughs> what is actually happening? I don't know. Yeah, it was. It was just a it was definitely a weird episode, but I would say that episodes in the future that feature Colonel Flag are done a little bit better, but mm-hmm. still, he's always a nuisance on the camp. So I definitely understand why people don't like him. And his mm-hmm. episodes are just like kind of kooky and crazy. So <laughs> that being said, let's get back into the plot of this episode. So Colonel Flag had broken his arm. And right off the bat, you get that he is kind of insane because he is refusing any pain meds for his broken arm. And Hawkeye and Margaret are just like, all right, like you're a psycho, but sure, I guess. (laughs) And I thought that that was just a perfect introduction to his character of just like, no morphine for me. It's just like, of course, Colonel Flagg would refuse morphine for his broken arm. (laughs) I love that you're like, oh, of course this man would do that. And I'm like, who is this man? (laughs) 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 But uh, yeah, I really like this guy's performance. I know that he's been on this show before as a different character. And we had a whole confused conversation about that. And it did not enlighten me this episode of like who this man actually is. Okay, I understand why. <laughs> but uh, his performance is really good. I like how, like, straight-faced and, like, the way that he talks, like, he's in a, like, 40s noir movie. Just everything <laughs> is so serious, and he's got this, like, accent. It's, like, a funny performance, but everything around him is so, like, again, he's in a different pitch than everyone else. He's not in <laughs> MASH. He's in Colonel Flag adventures of a cia agent that crossed (laughs) over with mash so i think that's why i like colonel flag so much because edward winter who plays colonel flag is so great in his delivery of the flag character because he's so ridiculous but he's playing it so so seriously and i just absolutely love that it just makes for such good comedy of just like, what is this guy? Who is this mm-hmm. person? It's just so fun. As confused as I was, I do think it's funny that as an audience member, I have no idea if he's real CIA or just insane. That's a fun concept. <laughs> 
Before we transition to another, like, part of the episode, I have to mention that before Colonel Flag comes in, Hawkeye is, first of all, in this, like, Hawaiian shirt and cowboy hat, which is very Hawkeye. He hasn't had a lot of these crazy outfits lately, so it was, like, nice to see that again. But Hawkeye is, like, hardcore, like, hitting on Margaret. And to the point where I was like, oh, is that Margaret or is that somebody else? Like, I'm so face blind early in the morning that I, I was kind of like, oh, is that just a different blonde nurse? It was kind of weird. What did you think of, like, him doing this? I don't know. Th- this is hard to say for me because I feel like this is setting up for their relationship in the future. Their dynamic of Hawkeye is, like, kind of constantly hitting on Margaret. Like, hey, like, date me, whatever, because he knows that she can't stand him. And that, like, you see that later on in the seasons. And I feel like that was so funny to see in this scene because you get that so much later on of Hawkeye just being like, hey, Margaret, like, go on a date with me or, like, sleep with me or whatever. And Margaret's just like, oh, Hawkeye, like, get the get the heck out of here. Like, I'm not, mm-hmm. you're, like, an annoying little brother to me at this point. Like, go away. And I think that that's just really cute so yeah, so I kind of liked seeing that almost um, because oh, it wasn't man. like, it wasn't super uncomfortable. You know what I mean? If it's in the context that you're saying that it is like later on, it's not like harassment. They're just kind of like good friends who wouldn't know each other's boundaries at that point. Mm-hmm. But just seeing him like actually hit on her, he hasn't shown like interest in her that way other than the fact that she's like a woman previously so it was like a fun little like oh this is an interesting little twist on it huh but i'm kind of glad that this kind of thing moves forward as long as it stays within like the playfulness it doesn't turn into anything like weird that'll be fun to see (laughs) yeah i think that it's like that kind of dynamic is definitely like amped up a little bit more in the seasons to come and yeah, well, I don't want to spoil anything for you, so okay, okay. we will we'll move away from that. <laughs> but to go back to Colonel Flag again, I'm sorry for our audience members who audience members as if we're on a live show. I'm so sorry for our uh, listeners who hate Colonel Flag, but we are going to be talking about him a lot in this episode. So Colonel Flag, after he gets his arm fixed by Margaret and Hawkeye, he goes to. Henry and basically tells him that he's CIA, why he's there, all this kind of stuff. And he gives him this like list of fake names that he's also known by, like his aliases, right? And this is what I was talking about in Deal Me Out, where I was like, oh, it's kind of adopted by the fandom that this character in Deal Me Out, who Edward Winter played, was Colonel Flagg, actually. Like, this was just another one of his aliases. And it's (laughs) funny because in an episode coming up in later seasons, Sidney Friedman says something about playing cards with Colonel Flagg, even though he was playing cards with this other character, technically. And it's just like a very like funny oh, kind of thing. That's really funny, actually. I fully thought like, oh, this is a retcon thing. But you're right. They do set up this man has like 57 identities. And maybe just one day he was like, hey, I want to play poker and just be like a kind of normal guy for a few minutes. <laughs> Yeah, I, like, of course, it was, it, that's like a fandom thing where people are like, oh, no, it's actually like, you know, Colonel Flag and stuff. But 
I don't know. I like I like to think that. That's why I got so excited in that one episode where I was like, this is Colonel Flag. And you were like, what are you talking Ooh. about? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of fan theory where I'm like, yeah, that that is just canon to me. Like you, you can say like, yeah. oh, it's just a fandom thing. But like, no, it's no, canon. that is that is that is fully like intended text for me. You don't you don't hire the same actor to play two different characters within the same season and introduce uh, the fact that this man has multiple aliases and not have that be the intended like Easter egg for people to go back and see like oh, this man was here before and he was under a different alias. It's awesome. <laughs> I'm giving the the writers cred here. They they were intending that. That is uh, <laughs> Mr. Larry Gelbart. He had a grand vision for the plot of Mash. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just love that. Uh, that was like, and again, that's explaining why I was so excited and why you must have been so confused. So you're welcome. <laughs> so of course, while Colonel Flag is talking to Henry, telling him that you know I'm going to be snooping around the camp, basically. Again, I don't really understand why he's there. I don't think that's ever really explained. Maybe I missed it, but I don't know. Like, he didn't really exactly tell Henry what his purpose was there. So, eh, who knows? He's just, like, poking around camp. Like, okay, we have to get on with the episode. Yeah, exactly. So, Radar was, of course, listening at the door. And he goes to Hawkeye, Trapper, Margaret, and Frank. And he's like, yeah, guys, guess what? That Colonel Flag, he was a CPA, meaning CIA, and it's just like, oh, radar. Like you're you're such a child. See, this also added to my confusion. I was like, oh, is CPA like a different term for CIA? Like, I don't know what any of these acronyms mean. <laughs> no, a CPA is an accountant, Ethan. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That I am an idiot. I apologize. That um, is so funny. No, you just you just pulled a radar. You literally just pulled a radar. I am <laughs> radar. Exact like, mistake radar made. <laughs> there's a reason why in our cover art why I'm holding radar's teddy bear. I am just <laughs> the radar of this podcast. Things are gonna go over my head, but I'll be weirdly perceptive about other things. You know. <laughs> no, I like that. I like it. It's all good. We're 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 all good here. We love we love it. We love it. <laughs> we love idiots. No. <laughs> so anyway, Radar tells the group that this is a CIA agent and Margaret and Frank are immediately like really into it. They're so excited, so happy that a CIA agent is here because they're like, that's so American. It's just like, oh, my God. And Margaret was also like, I saw him with his shirt off. <laughs> so she's like, I know that was la. so weird. That was so funny where she was just like, wow, I got to see a CIA agent with his shirt off. It's like, OK, girl, like, congratulations. <laughs> and Frank is like insecure about it. But I'm like, y'all, they're doctors. You're going to see people shirtless. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> so after this, too, there was the introduction of um, Captain Pratt. Oh, is that his actual name? I had no idea what yes. this man's name was. <laughs> yeah, so he's another one who is, he is military intelligence and flag is CIA, which is government intelligence. And for some reason, they're like knocking heads. I really Duking don't. get it out, spy versus yeah. spy style. Yeah, so Pratt is there and he doesn't want flag to know that he is there with military intelligence. So we come to find out that he is Trapper's friend and stuff like that. I really just don't understand why Pratt is there. Also, he explained it, but it was a lot of like 
government mumbo jumbo <laughs> of like, oh, this happens all the time during like near appropriations time, which is a government thing. I don't I don't really understand. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> this is a thing that added to my theory of these men are just insane and don't actually work for anyone because <laughs> nothing is actually clear. Their story changes every time they're introduced. It was just a, a wild ride of pure like zany spy comedy where none of it made <laughs> sense. There are no actual motivations. It's just two people who don't know anything explaining things to other people and expecting them to understand. <laughs> and you know what? I feel like Hawkeye and Trapper were kind of reflecting how the audience must have been feeling because they were also really confused. The Hawkeye especially, he was just like, Yankee Doodle, like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it was very funny. <laughs> Hawkeye's probably like, man, I hope next week I get a story where, like, uh, something actually happens to me and I have, like, an emotional core. <laughs> Yeah, it was uh it was all like pretty zany, I feel. Like that's the only way I can really explain it. It's just like this zany <laughs> like This is a madcap adventure. <laughs> and by the way, I don't know if we should save this for trivia or whatever, but this is directed by Larry Gelbart. This is directorial debut. I'm like, wow. They're like, let's uh let's have the creator of the show direct an episode and also have it be the one that makes the least sense. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I didn't catch who wrote this, but I was just like, guys, like, what were you on when you wrote this? <laughs> it was Larry this? Gelbart and Lawrence Marks, directed by Larry Gelbart. That started, it was like, oh, we're going to have, like, a good episode. We're going to have an episode with a lot of commentary, a lot of comedy, good emotional core. Like, these guys, they're they're running the show. They're <laughs> directing the, the episode. It's going to be, like, a great finale. And then it was just a spy versus spy cartoon that took place inside of MASH. And I was like, what is happening? I don't understand. Maybe they were just burnt out by the end of the season. They were just like, we got to end this season. So let's just make a wacky thing that only makes sense to us. Have these two guys give like these insane performances and just go out. <laughs> so I did think it was really funny, though, that eventually Colonel Flagg finds out that Pratt is there and he's like trying to, you know, he's whatever. Like, I, I don't even know how to describe it. He's like, he's there to spy on me. It's just, okay. okay. And so he has his broken arm still and Hawkeye oh is going to x-ray. <laughs> Hawkeye is going to x-ray his arm to make sure it's setting properly. And he's like, oh, I have to stay in your camp. You have to give me a medical excuse. And Hawkeye's like, no, like your arm is fine. You have to get out of here. And so Colonel Flagg takes the x-ray machine and smashes it on his arm, breaking his cast and his arm again. And Hawkeye was just like, okay, well, that's your medical excuse, I guess. And it was just so funny because he just did not react at all. Hawkeye's reaction was the funniest part of this episode. That Colonel Flagg does this insane thing, this insane like slapstick comedy injury. And then it cuts to... Alan Alda's face, and he's just like, okay, this is happening. <laughs> There's no, no, like, actual, like, response to him. Hilarious. <laughs> I laughed so hard. It was amazing. Alan Alda's face in this scene was just too, it was just too funny. If you haven't seen it yet and you're listening to this episode, 
go back and watch this scene because it's beautiful. It's so well done. Alan Alda deserves every award for just this scene. <laughs> it felt like they made Alan Alda like react in different takes, like do big, like, what are you doing reactions? And then they just yeah. filmed one where he didn't react at all. And they're like, let's use that one. That would be the funniest one. It was really good. I really enjoyed this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so... God, I'm so happy that you're the one, like, going through this episode and explaining the plot. If I had to do that, I would lose my mind. You know, it was hard. My notes were like, (laughs) I usually have at least two pages of handwritten notes. I had half a page. No joke, half a page. I was like, this is ridiculous. Anyway, I do think it was in this scene that Hawkeye and Trapper put their plot into motion of like, hey, these guys are really stupid. We should mess with them. Yeah. So for some reason in Frank's personnel file he like keeps notes of everybody who's quote-unquote un-american <laughs> so hawkeye and trapper put pratt on to frank and say hey listen like he puts it on really thick for this patriotism you should maybe look into him and see if he's like doing anything un-american so they know that colonel flag they set radar up to eavesdrop and figure out what colonel flag is doing so they put in Frank's file for Colonel Flagg to see that he's like a communist sympathizer. And then they switch out the files real fast when Pratt is going to look at it to make it seem that Frank is a Nazi sympathizer. And so at the end scene, it all culminates and they're going to arrest Frank for these two different like ultra right wing and ultra left wing like, you know, <laughs> on American activity and it's just like, wait a minute. And Frank is just so confused. I kind of felt bad for Frank here because he was just like, wait a minute. I'm not a communist or a Nazi. He was like us. He was just like, I have no idea what's happening. One person's telling <laughs> me that I did laundry for the KKK. Other people are saying that like I went to a ballet in Russia in like Tokyo. I had no idea what that was like a crime about. Even Frank was like, what's wrong with going to a ballet? And Pratt and or Flag, I have no idea idea which said some weird like spy nonsense (laughs) yeah flag was like yeah the ballet is how it starts and then you're dancing all over washington (laughs) dc what what is going on this was the funniest scene to me because it was just so ridiculous this this made this whole episode kind of worth it because it's just so absurd like this is where the the pitch of these two guys were like actually kind of like perfect where like okay this is just full-on wacky and then like hawkeye (laughs) and trapper come in and, like, call them out being like, listen, you two idiots, like, you're not actually doing anything. You're leaking military secrets. There isn't anybody here to spy on. Please leave. Yeah. And then they're like, yeah, you're right. Thank you for have- showing us a good time. It was so funny because Hawkeye and Trapper admit, you know, hey, listen, we got one over on you guys who are supposed to be the experts in, like, keeping secrets and military intelligence and stuff like that. It was us, by the way. And then Pratt, who is supposed to be Trapper's friend, was just like, haha, hey, Trapper, you're right. That's so funny. Like, you got one. You got me. And then they just leave. Yeah. It, that's it. <laughs> because uh, they threatened to arrest them for doctoring, like, uh, documents. But then, like, Hawkeye and Trapper give this really, like, half-assed excuse of, like, you can't arrest us. We're here until the end of the war. I'm like, that's not how that works. <laughs> if you, yeah. like, interfered with military intelligence... 
they would arrest you. But like, whatever. These guys are dumb. I think the message of this episode was that they're dumb and don't know what they're doing. No, I think that you're right because honestly, if you think about it, like Flag and Pratt are on the same side. They're both working for the American side of this war. So why are they butting heads and causing so much trouble in this camp and not letting the doctors do their job? Which, by the way, I felt like a little bit of subtle commentary, like definitely not anything real. But Henry, Hawkeye, and Trapper all said, like, why are these idiots poking around? Like, we're trying to save lives here. Can they just go away? And Mm -hmm. eventually they did go away. By the way, this is kind of tangential because we're at the end of the episode, but I had no idea what he was trying to blackmail Henry with. Was that like he cheated on his wife or something and there was like spy cameras around the hotel room? Yeah, so Pratt went into Henry's office and was like, hey, listen, I'm here to run counterintelligence on the CIA agent who's here poking around. And Henry's like, listen, we're a MASH unit. We're a hospital. Like, you guys need to go away. And Pratt is like, hey, listen, look at this file I have on you about, like, we've recorded your extramarital affairs and we know that you are a serial cheater. And it just, like, was kind of gross. First of all, gross that Henry is apparently cheats on his wife a lot. Yeah, not only in Korea. (laughs) Yeah, and gross that he was, like, being blackmailed about it. It was like, what's, what is this? Like, what, this is not What motel cool. room did they go to that the electric blanket was a microphone? And then, <laughs> and then Henry was like, oh my god, I knew it. It was so weird. It was. It was a very, like, weird, this episode was very strange. This is a weird episode. Like I said, this is a crossover episode with another show that doesn't exist. Where it plays by their rules, not necessarily MASH's rules. Yes, absolutely. I felt like this might have been a a backdoor pilot for some zany uh, American military show where Colonel Flag and Captain Pratt are always like, yeah. (laughs) One highlight of this episode was um, Margaret's hair. Uh, It looked very pretty. She looked great in this episode. Uh, 10 out of 10, Margaret. Mm-hmm. Great Margaret. Uh, also, um, <laughs> gotta gotta shout out again, Hawkeye and Trapper's outfits. I love the Hawaiian shirt and cowboy hat that Hawkeye had on. And for most of the episode, Trapper had like this this basketball like jersey tank top thing. Yeah, great yeah. sleeveless shirt. I was like, this is a weird outfit for him to be wearing right now, but like he's pulling it off. He looks great. Uh, love to see that. And Hawkeye and Trapper's contrasting robes, like Hawkeye was in his red robe and Trapper was in his yellow robe, and it just aesthetically very pleasing. Loved that. Loved that so much. <laughs> Great costuming. Let's let's nominate this for an Emmy. <laughs> One last scene, though. I thought it was really interesting. I guess not interesting, but funny. The ending scene with Flag doing the voiceover and kind of just saying that each of the characters in the camp needed to be watched further indicating that he was coming back and (laughs) there were pictures of all of the cast members and Hawkeye and Trapper were shown in their gorilla suits again and that really that that was amazing that was amazing I love seeing that like bit of continuity that 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 is their (laughs) file photo in the context of this episode of like this is what the government has on them and I thought it was really funny the uh, must continue to be watched was a little meta of like, see you next season. Yeah, it was just a great way to round out the episode. I really liked that. And I thought that it was, I think that 
in last season's season finale, they did not the exact same thing, but they had the announcer kind of on and saying, you know, Alan Alda, Hawkeye and stuff like that. And that Mm -hmm. kind of continued into this season a little bit less so because they didn't say the actors names. But I do like how they kind of give the main cast that one last like, okay, here they are in the final scene. So from that, with how insane this episode was, do you have (laughs) any trivia for us? So I have some trivia about the guest stars of this episode. So Edward Winter played Colonel Sam Flagg, and he is probably best known for his role as Colonel Flagg because he's just just so there throughout the <laughs> entire just series of MASH. He started his acting career in theater, though, with the Oregon Shakespeare Company. He then went on to be pretty successful on Broadway, and he received a Tony nomination for Best Supporting Actor for his roles in Cabaret in 1967 and Promises Promises in 1969. Isn't that cool? Oh, that's probably where I know the name Edward Winter from, because I'm I'm familiar with like the production history of Cabaret, mm-hmm. um, but I I didn't put that together. That like, oh, that's where I know that name from. That's actually really cool. He went on to guest star on several shows throughout the 70s and 80s, including Alice, Soap, The A-Team, The Mary Tyler Moore Show, and he also guest appeared on the MASH spinoff, After MASH. So that's oh, really? Cool. As Colonel Flagg? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, it didn't. Wow. I, when I was looking it up, it didn't specify, but I do think Colonel Flag. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I'm so I'm so interested to see some of that show at some point because <laughs> I know that people do not like it, and I'm I'm just like, okay, let's see what happens here. <laughs> He also starred in the drama show Project UFO on NBC. In the 90s, he guest appeared on shows like The Golden Girls and Seinfeld, and he, in his later career, he did a lot of voice acting for children's shows, including, most notably for us, The Angry Beavers. Nice! Oh my god. (laughs) The best. Winter passed away in 2001 from complications of Parkinson's disease, unfortunately. And also I have trivia on Billy Fletcher, who played Captain Vinnie Pratt. So... He appeared as a guest star on the soap opera The Doctors, which, funnily enough, my grandmother loved that soap opera. He also guest starred on shows like Bonanza, Ironside, Wonder Woman, The Six Million Dollar Man, and Charlie's Angels, among many others, and Fletcher also passed away in 2013. Hmm. Sounds like a big action man. That's that's a lot of action TV yeah. shows. Both of these actors had pretty prolific careers as like guest stars and whatnot on TV shows. So I I, I love that. And I love their insane energy in this one. Does Pratt ever come <laughs> back or no? Is this like a one and done? No, I don't. He only he's only in this episode, but oh, I would man. have liked to see him in other episodes like warring with flag. Like I said, I want a whole show on this. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ethan, do you have any favorite lines from this episode? Listen, man, I will be honest. I I more or less do not. Not that this wasn't a funny episode. It was just I was trying to follow the plot. Yeah, I understand. I get it. I really only had one line. It was when Raider was telling all of them that Flag was actually a CIA agent. And Frank and Margaret were saying that they were so excited that he was a CIA CIA agent because uh, there was a around the MASH unit. They were running low on patriotism because, of course, that's what they care about. And Hawkeye says, Radar, if we're running low, get another order of Yankee Doodle. <laughs> and I I love that. Anytime they reference Yankee Doodle, my favorite. Mm-hmm. I, I, I feel you. So 
What what do you think of this one? What would you rate it out of uh, five martinis? I gave this one like a 2.5 because definitely not great for me personally. Like definitely not going to make my top five. But I also loved the introduction of the Colonel Flag character because I know what he does in the future. And that to me made it a little bit better. Yeah, I have to agree. I'm going a little higher than you as usual. I'm giving this a three out of five entirely for uh, the insane cast uh, breaking bit. That was so genuinely (laughs) hilarious to me that like I cannot give this episode anything lower than a nice three out of five. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I definitely I I understand. I get it. Three was also written down for me, but I am going to go 2.5 because of just how like confusing it was yes so like we said we're at the end of this season and i do have some season two trivia overall oh let's go so we had mentioned this at the beginning of the season but season two was moved to a better time slot at 8 30 right after all in the family and this proved to really make a difference for the show's rating and stuff like that so mash won the emmy for outstanding comedy series Alan Alda also won for Outstanding Lead Actor in a Comedy Series and Actor of the Year. Gary Berghoff, McLean Stevenson, and Loretta Swit were all nominated for Supporting Actor Role Awards, and Stanford Tischler and Fred Berger were nominated for Outstanding Editing of this season. So I thought, overall, pretty good. Yeah, that's a lot of, like, primary awards. Uh, that That's yeah. really great. And uh, it's interesting that All in the Family led into them. I don't know a lot about All in the Family, but it feels like kind of a... It feels like another, like, commentary show where, like, this is a lot about, like, real-world events and, like, people. So it's interesting that they kind of had back-to-back doses of different things to say about America at the time. Yeah, I think that that was really interesting. Like, the whole shtick, I guess, of All in the Family is Archie Bunker just, like, not allowing himself to kind of change with the times, and his wife and daughter and son-in-law all being like, Dad, you gotta change with the times, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And... Then to have MASH right after that of just like, hey, America, look at this, like kind of like putting up a mirror to the American audience. Very interesting. Very fun. Made for great TV. I'd love to marathon all in the family and MASH back to back. Sounds like a perfect day to me. So, Ethan, what would you give this season? What rating would you give it overall? Honestly, this was like a really great season. I think last season I gave the Season one, like a four out of five or maybe 3.5. Pretty solid enough. You know, that was our first martini rating ever. Let's let's celebrate (laughs) uh, end of martini ratings once again. But I think I might have to go really high and say this is like a 4.5 season. There are only like a handful of episodes where it's like, nah, that's not good. And the they were not as bad as like the bad episodes of season one. Like, the gold mm-hmm. episode is, like, actual trash. Like, I don't I, <laughs> I don't like thinking about that episode. But, like, I will rewatch, like, Henry in Love or Dear Dad 3 and be, like, okay mm-hmm. with it if I, if I had to, you know? I am on the same page as you. I gave this season a 4.5 out of 5 martinis. Let's and, go. Or, like, I think that we... I think that we did, like, letter ratings also for last season. I would give this season an A-, minus. very, very just, like, solid, mm-hmm. solid season. I agree. And, yeah, I, I think that overall we feel the exact same about this season. A solid season of TV, 
basically no complaints. Yeah, we had we had a great buzz going the whole time. We were, uh, you know, yeah, not blackout <laughs> drunk, but you buzz. don't want to be blackout drunk all the time. You just want to be feeling it. Yeah, it was a nice. It was like a night out. <laughs> yeah. All right. So just to wrap up, we'd like to give thanks to Jacob Virabalco for being our technical consultant, Melissa, my sister, for cover art, and of course our listeners. Thank you so much. Our music, social media, and contacts for the show are linked in the description, as always. And we'll be taking a short hiatus between seasons, so join us on December 9th for Season 3 of Mash Mouth. Until then, break your arm twice with an x-ray machine. Goodbye, farewell, and amen. Bye, everyone. <laughs>